Senator. Yes. May I ask you a question? You may start. My name is Cynthia Dill. I have a podcast. Um, my question is this. White women in the suburbs who don't follow President Trump on Twitter yes. and have, some would say, the luxury of contemplating the economy are getting mixed signals. President Trump points to their increased bank accounts and their lowered tax rates and increases in wages, and yet they see on the news there's inverted yield curves, there's the deficit, there's slowing in manufacturing. Setting aside for the moment whether their pocketbooks should be their major concern, if it is, why should white women in the suburbs vote for you? Well, first of all, one of the more uh, detailed questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> no, thank you, you for letting me ask No, it. thank you for that great question. Look, at the end of the day, our economy is less healthy now than it was when he took over. Um, this, this, uh, these benefits we're seeing in the stock market and all that were, were started under the, pre the previous president. What this president's done differently, though, is he's blowing massive deficits. Uh, one of the more fiscally irresponsible presidents we had. We were a nation uh, before he was a president uh, with you know, uh, lots of wealth, uh, islands of poverty. He's created oceans of poverty in terms of the, our country's right now fiscal state. We are now a, more of a debtor nation. And this, this debt doesn't just go away. It's passing on to our children, who the interest on the debt alone is going to squeeze out our ability to pay for many other things. I was a guy that took over a city that was, for 60 years, a shrinking tax base, losing population. And the way we made it great and the way we made it jobs flourish and our economy boom was by investing in the things that grow the economy, infrastructure, training and jobs, research and development in our colleges and universities. There's a better way to build America to benefit the wealth of others uh, uh, and the wealth of all of us. Let me get to that last point. We, we can't have this short-sighted view that thinks, okay, just because my bank account is okay, the wealth of our country is okay as well. We are in danger. We're all in this economy together. And when you're shortchanging children, when you're shortchanging uh, infrastructure, when you're shortchanging uh, research and development, and you see places like China who builds, you know, 18,000 miles of high-speed rail, while our rail and infrastructure is literally crumbling, no exaggeration. When you see other countries now that are more research and development intensive economies than ours, because we seem to have an administration that doesn't even believe in science. Uh, when you see other nations investing in the most valuable natural resource a country can have, which is in a global knowledge-based economy, it's the genius of your children. And so other countries are better at prenatal care. We lead the industrial world in infant mortality, maternal mortality, stillbirths, low birth weight babies. So if we're gonna be an economy, in fact, the World Economic Forum looks at these indices, that's really gonna compete for those women's children and grandchildren. We are doing everything wrong while other countries are going in a different direction. Our infrastructure is crumbling, we're falling behind in education, falling behind in research and development. All of these things mean we're not as healthy as we could be and should be for the long term. And so I see us getting back to those things that really build a country that lasts economically. Investing in each other, not dividing us against ourselves. Elevating our sense of enlightened self-interest, uh, not doing a nation where we're, we're assaulting the virtues of this country. You Thank you, Senator. Yeah. You mentioned your climate change policy. Can you talk a little bit about that for people that don't know? Yeah, I'm really excited about uh, getting our nation.